Are you a clinician who's interested in adding a gym to your clinic? We have great online courses over at clinicgymhybrid.com. We have some courses on the most important thing, which is hiring a trainer, how to do that, how to hire them well, and who not to hire. We also have some great courses all about regressions and coaching and a bunch of other great stuff. Some of them are led by me. Some of them are led by our amazing co-instructors like Cody Demack and Dan Swinsko, Kurt Kibbenberger, and others. But I'd love to have you check it out. So head over to clinicgymhybrid.com and check out our online courses because they cover the most important subjects within that clinic gym model. Hey, welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. This is Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm excited for you to be on this journey. Look, when I started my Clinic Gym Hybrid back in 2013, I didn't have a place to go for resources. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're here. I hope you dig this interview. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm joined today by the amazing Spencer Tatum. Spencer, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Josh? I'm good, baby. I'm so excited to have you. So for those who maybe haven't heard of Spencer, he kind of flies under the radar a little bit in some circles, but he works with uh, some of the best athletes in the world from MLB to some guy named Rambo or something on the PGA Tour. I'm something not like really that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he's got some superhero Spanish guys. Yeah. Uh, so, and Spencer has done nearly every form of, of training from personal training in a gym to offering these assessments and training programs to professional athletes to um, did you guys do something with like a, a university you didn't even live around or something? Yeah, we've done a, we ran a 6,000 uh, person wellness program in the state of Alabama, Porch Creek, Banner Creek Indians. We consulted for and ran uh, Arizona State, Men's Women's Golf, Auburn, Loyola Marymount. And uh, we also have uh, built and managed multiple facilities from 20,000 square foot fitness centers to 25,000 square foot human performance centers to micro facilities to studios to 80,000 square foot health clubs. So it's been a, been a fun ride. Yeah. So needless to say, Spencer knows what the hell he's talking about. So uh, Spencer, one of the things I wanted to cover with you is I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have a clinic and a gym combined and you have your gym and you bring in uh, medical providers, right. To make sure that mm-hmm. everyone, of your athletes is tuned in. Um, yep. One of the things I want to cover is, you know, the term online training can mean a lot of things, right. And you have explored that, that kind of uh, delivery method many ways, and you kind of worked out a lot of the kinks. And I want to talk today just about the online portion. I know you got a kick-ass gym in, in Scottsdale there, and you know, you've uh, done everything from put together programs on private jets, right? All the way to uh, facilities you don't own to what can someone do in their living room in front of their TV. But today I just want to talk about the online training aspect. And so uh, starting out, what are some common mistakes you see people make when they're like, hey, I want to go into online training? One, they, they, they don't have... Uh, they don't understand the landscape, right? To make, well, yeah, what's the digital transformation? First of all, what's the outcome? Why are you doing this, right? And they don't even clarify that. They're like, oh, to the profit center, right? Okay, so that, that's one thing. But how are you, what's your, what's your unique separate, right? What's that going to be, right? Is it going to be an assessment? Is it going to be on demand? Like what area are you going to play in? Because that's a wide gap, right? The second thing is they don't think about when you go online, um, 
you have to think about every scenario, right? That we would have in person, right? If I was, if Josh, you came, saw us, we'd have to think about, okay, the music feels, sound like, what's it all set up? All those different experiences that would happen. And then, you know, what, what are you trying to do? Is it brand recognition? Is it, you know, what are you trying to accomplish out of it? I think that's like the, the biggest mistakes people don't really think about and they don't think about how much time and effort it really takes to do it right. Because you can put effort into it, but you know, are you going to, is it going to be a money maker or is it going to be a money stock? And then you have to have the disruptive yeah. business model. Like how, what's yeah. the frictionless buying experience, right? Like, you know, if you're going to sell stuff on, on, if you're going to sell stuff on the Apple store, you have to think about it. Apple's going to take 30% cut, right? Yeah. So yeah. is that where you're going to sell or you're going to sell on the web or then you just paying two to 3% to Stripe and your, you know, your credit card providers. So you have to just think about like, how does that user journey and buyer journey work? Yeah. All right. I love it. Yeah. One thing too, to consider everybody, you know, I think especially during the pandemic, I saw this, that these companies that do online training, like Trainerize or, or PT Gold mm-hmm. and all these, they want to convince you of this thing of, oh yeah, just upload exercises and then you sell them and everything's mm-hmm. happy. Right. And then during mm-hmm. that time, the funny thing is I bought a, a new TV. We've got a new Samsung TV. Samsung has preloaded fitness content on there. You want, you want yoga classes? They got it. You want, you know, dance fit? They've got it. You want, you know, uh, workouts you can do in your living room? It comes with the TV. So now it's like, mm-hmm. what do you offer that's anywhere instead of absolutely free and already on my TV? What could you possibly offer as a trainer? And it's not just uploading videos. Like that is a small portion of what we're talking about. So along the way, Spencer, what, if you look at what you guys currently do now when you offer online training, uh, I'm sure it has changed a lot. What did you used to offer, say, three years ago? What was a common model of online that you had then? Like in-person well, three assessment? Years ago, yeah, yeah, in-person assessment. It was kind of like a hybrid model where they come in and train um, in person. And then once they train in person, then, then they would have everything delivered in their app. So we were ahead of the game when COVID hit. We already had an exercise library of 2,500 videos already done and filmed. So only 2,500? I mean, not like a full 3,000, huh? Only 2,500. Yeah. No, no, I had a full 3,000, but I separated my partners out of refilm, recreate everything. Oh, so, damn. Um, so we are yeah. <laughs> so, but we read it on, so that's one thing. So that was all ready to go. But then I think the other thing was, you know, the toughest thing I think on the online side is you don't have standardized equipment, right? That's where like total mm. makes a lot of sense sometimes because like the equipment standards, at least you know what resources you're, you're available, right? Yeah. So now we've partnered with like Anchor, um, which is a great little cable box system that you can get basically right. a full cable system for 450, 800 bucks. Um, so that like part standardizing that and working with Perform Better and building bundles um, you know, where it's like a, you know, a gold, silver, bronze that, that then we can standardize stuff, at least in the home gym side. And then also thinking about, okay, where else would they train? Right. Where, where else the box gym? Okay, great. What are, what are the like stock things? Like every global gym would have, right? Like they're going to have treadmills, they're right. going to have dumbbells. Right. Like, so, and then keeping it simple and keeping the tools simple. And then really just think about like, how do you apply the principles? Right. And how do you right. apply it? And, and then also too, you have to think about the flow. Like, you know, like, all the courses, like every box, I love it. Like all the benches, one area. <laughs> Squat racks, one area. Oh yeah, we're gonna put the dumbbells on the other side of the room, right? So you have to think about like yeah. kind of what the flow would look like too. It was like it's organized by the U- by the UPS guy who just like dropped them off wherever. Like here, this is where dumbbells are going. And everybody was like, yeah, okay, I guess. It's like, well, 
that's not how the place flows, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like, yeah. So you got to think about that too. Like you're going to do a, just do a boxing. Like I think a great model from people like think about it. It's like, do a membership plus, right? Membership plus model. Like they can get to have their gym membership, EOS, 24, lifetime, whatever. But then their plus value is your services you're providing to create individualization. So they, they can go to the gym and not think, I love it. Cause when I used to manage uh, 80,000 square foot high level health club, this is the best. Do you ever go to the health club? Do this, sit there for like 30 minutes and just act like you're doing something. And watch people just wander around aimlessly around the gym, right? Like they're trying to figure out what should I do? I don't want to do that. Or they, or they do the trainer follow-up, right? So they have a personal trainer doing work with somebody and they're like, you know, a few racks back doing the exact same thing. So, you know, they, people just need to plan a guide. So that could be a very simple solution for a lot of people. My, my favorite always is, you know, in like a, like a Lifetime Fitness or Equinox where they have some specialized equipment. And you see that person walk over to the specialized equipment and they pick it up and then kind of like flip it over, turn it around. Like, and they're trying to figure out like, how do you even hold this thing? What is it for? And then, you know, they use it in some way that you're like, I love it. I never would have used it that way, but it's fantastic. Right. So, uh, yeah, I could, I could tell you stories, but, um, it's just, it's, it's just hilarious when you see those things and you're like, and to your point, like no trainer walks over and says like, hey, let's talk about a plan. Let's talk about what to do right now. Because that's a perfect opportunity, right? The person's motivated and trying to find something new. And it's just, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Like they're inspecting it like it's a watermelon trying to figure out if it's ripe or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. They're Sally. Yeah, Bob. I don't know. It looks like it's a pretty good tool. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so now as you progress, so you've solved the problem of having the standardized exercise videos, right? You know what they're going to see and watch. You have an app you said that displays these things, right? Right. And then you have, um, you have, a. well, we have an assessment first. Right. So that's what I was going to go to. I was, I was going to say when it gets to the end, what's more important, the programming or the initial or the assessment piece? assessment piece by far right okay let me ask that again because i want people listening to this podcast to realize what's more important because every company wants to sell you on the program or you go oh 37 dollars and you send every guy who's over the age of 40 the same program and it's like that's great that's not effective and that doesn't show you as an expert right like nobody trains with spencer and leaves thinking i'm not sure if that guy knows anything like it's clear you're an expert, whether or not they buy equipment, whether or not they buy a program, but that creates stickiness and that, that expertise. Now your price can change. Now you're, you know, like it's, you reduce so many barriers if that initial assessment's great, but so many people listening that I talk to that are going into online training, they throw that piece out. They don't even engage in it. And I'm like, pulling my hair out. What are you doing? Like, that's your opportunity. Well, that, that, that's how you, I mean, that's how you sell them business right like i mean let, let's let's get get what's within well, then you're no different than any other program and guess what you don't have enough money as nike no money now this apple that are getting into these spaces so you better have a way to differentiate yourself and people everybody wants individualization right now customization is a different story right it's a different price point but individual and and you know it could be as easy as a form like can you touch your toes yes or no Right. I let's go back to let's go to athlete body and balance. Right. The old athlete body and balance screen. Right. You used to have the doorway. 
where the doorway, seated rotation, the, the hurdle step where you put the tape at chin height, like have people do that and just put yes or no, right? Like just, just get a baseline of something, right? Even if it's a farm, just so you can buck and categorize them and individualize them, right? It could be that simple. Yeah, I remember ABB came out uh, before we had the opportunity to have a camera phone. I mean, you think about how, yes. how great you could right. design a program if somebody would just film themselves doing that same assessment. The assessment doesn't need to change. Just the, the reporting and, and uh, analyzation could have been like 28 times better, you know? Well, let's just take it one step further, right? And then they need to collect data to have a, a feedback loop, right? To say, okay, are we on the right track? Are we not on the right track? Even if you pick like, let's say, you, if I prescribe you, let's say, 10 exercises, and I say, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to track these two. Saying, oh, I'm dumbbell bench press and your trap bar deadlift, right? And we want to see over the course of the six weeks, right, is that getting better? So now we're micro-testing. And so now we're getting frequency of testing, which is as important as accuracy, right? And the other thing is that now if you have a bad day, six weeks, and you didn't track in the other weeks, and you're like, well, this sucks. I went down or it didn't get better, right? We're like, whoa, whoa, time out. You were low sleep, got to find your girlfriend, wife, whatever. And so now this whole program is blown up because you, you, you're praying and hoping that this one day is going to work out. So... And then the third side is like, okay, if you're going to do machine learning, if you're going to put a machine learning model, guess what you need? Data, your data, accurate data, right? So if you want to go and take it one step further, you're going to need, you're going to need your own data. And this is a great way to do it. Yeah, that's a, such a, I, I can't underscore how important collecting data is because any problems that arise in that program, you always go back and go like, you know, if they're like, hey, I'm bored with this exercise, you can always say like, well, remember, we chose this one because of your right hip, blah, 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 right? Like the your right hip not not being as flexible as we want. Or we chose this one because you said your wrist hurt. Now, if your wrist doesn't hurt anymore, great. Like we have more options, but there's a reason for every single exercise. And again, it reinforces your position as, oh, this is why it's way more expensive than a membership at, you know, Crunch Fitness. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, and this right here, I mean, we're collecting data right here, right? Yeah. I'm telling you stuff, you're telling me stuff, right? There's data points being collected right here. It could be as simple as a conversation, right? It doesn't right. necessarily need to be a stats and log sheet, but um, but having that is super important because if not, like, then you're guessing and you're hoping you're you're hoping to God that it's going to work, right? And it's like, why don't we just be a sniper instead of a shotgun approach, right? Nice. Let's be bulletproof aggressive from, from two... 2000 meters out and let's make sure we hit that target. Right. So along, along those lines, I would guess that with your different plans, the frequency of data collection or maybe like in-person virtual or in-person collection changes. Daily. Daily you're collecting. No. Go ahead. The the only only difference is the tools we have. Right. Um, But they're, they're using the same app. We're using the same platform. We use team builder. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once again, you got to have a plan with it. Right. It's really blank Excel. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you don't have a plan. So, mm-hmm. but then, you know, everything they're doing, they're either trying to complete, they're trying, they're checking, you know, wait, they're checking the time, they're entering everything they're entering in. But there may be two or three variables that we're really looking at in that plan. Right. So at the end of the day, like, if you don't do everything, just do these two. Right. Make sure you track these two. Because that's the most important. Like identify your identify your outcome and then build the results of your KPIs underneath it. Right. Okay. And so how so the the client is entering their data in the app every day, 
or every yep. every day they work out. Yep. If you have your druthers, how how often are you meeting with them in person or running them through your own assessment, like in front of you? Yeah, so that that depends on the level of service they pay for, right? So it could be the low mm-hmm. level. It could be a video they the video they sent in, right? That we we spec out like how far the camera needs to be, like what what this environment needs to look like. What make sure we have all the this SOPs, standard operating procedures. Um, if it's in person, it can, then the next level would be like, Hey, then we'd have like a, either we define like, is it going to put the cadence? Mm-hmm. You want the cadence? Spencer, you're breaking up. Uh, when you're meeting with the person that we could check on. So then it could be also to check in. Yeah. Can you, you hear me now? kill your video real quick? We just lost you for yeah. about 10 seconds. How's that? Good. So let's go back to cadence. You were saying, uh, yeah. So you then you said the cadence, right? So, so the first one is like once a month, the second one could be three times a month. And then the next level could be, you know, weekly or multiple times a week just depends mm-hmm. on, you know, how many sessions they want to add or, or I think, but also too, I think people need to start switching, stop their mindset because everybody probably listening to this podcast is probably an expert. Correct. Um, but if it helps yourself, um, so on the other side is like, stop worrying about time, start charging for your expertise. Hmm. Interesting. Dive into that. Like, yeah. Tell me, tell me what you mean. Right. Because like, just think about it. If, if I'm working with you, right. One, Mm -hmm. I know it's your credentials and you're verified that just me being associated with you placebo effect wise, I know I'm in good hands. Right. That's one thing. The other thing is like, because I'm paying for your expertise is that you're going to get to the solution faster than Joe blow down the street. Right. Because okay. you may, you may both have the same knowledge, but there's between the best in the world and people who are good, the best in the world get there faster than faster than they were. They do in half the time or three quarters of the time. Right. So just being a party that you're going to pick the right selection, said that program, me getting results in six weeks, I'm going to get results in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that then the last thing is that the information, like then your content, you're dripping out your text messages, the way you communicate, the way you coach, like that's an art, right? That's not a engineered logic tree. That's an art that, that you can, you can't buy that at, at a classroom. You can't buy that right. at a weekend cert. So right. just by having that mindset, like, an, like that they're paying for don't the time in the beginning, it may take you a lot of time. Then once you get your system down, you know, you may be doing the same work in five minutes. Right. Cause you now have automations and logics and everything else like that. So, yeah. you know, so I don't, I wouldn't really worry about the time and be worrying about like, hey, charge for your expertise, charge for what you're worth instead of, instead of what, what, how much time you're spending. Cause that, that time, cause think about like for you need to deliver, uh, you know, say an hour session, right? I'll probably, you know, you're probably going to prep what 90 minutes for sure, mm-hmm. you know, 60 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So mm-hmm. the time delivered, is it's just that's the orchestra of the orchestra, but the ordering and the and the uh, ordering and organizing is where all the money's at. Right. That's a great point, man. And and uh, you know, it's funny. A couple of years ago, I uh, my I was running late to a from a meeting one time, and I had a trainer who was very good at what he did. And I called him. I was like, "Hey, listen, you know, Mr. Johnson's going to be there before me. Can you just take him through an assessment?" Right. And so he takes Mm -hmm. him through the assessment. I don't get there until like 25 minutes late for the appointment. And I kind of take over at the halfway point. Work with him. And afterwards, the client made the comment, oh, that other Cairo was fantastic. Thanks for setting me up with him. And I was like, 
uh, I'm the only Cairo in the building. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking this. And then over the next few days, I realized what you're saying. I'm like, okay, we were able to give the perception that that was a second Cairo. Therefore, should I be charging at a rate where people perceive it as a professional service rather than, you know, a training rate? Like, and I started kind of looking at our prices going, these should be driven with the, by the client's interpretation of value, not by what we think, right? Like, oh, this person has more certifications, therefore charge more. And I was like, oh my God, we're way off base here. So I kind of realized that as well, but I, I love what you're saying is that expertise. I think people get so stuck by just looking at what are people or other gyms charging around them. And it's like, oh, the, the gym down the street's a hundred an hour or whatever. Like, therefore I'm going to be a hundred. And I always tell mm -hmm. people, <laughs> you made up that number, you made up the hundred, make up another number. It's just higher. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, not like this is like a, you didn't do a spreadsheet analysis of this. It's just like, you looked at what your neighbors are charging and charged similarly. Like, don't do that. Apple doesn't do that. You know, Tesla doesn't do that. Yeah, that's also too, the interesting. You ever, you ever looked at like why organizations, why more companies do Samsung over Apple? Do you ever ask yourself that question? Why? You know, premium companies do. Well, it's because the, the business model and the way Apple plays is that for even if you're a big corporation, like say you're going to buy a thousand iPhones, they only give you a 10% discount. That's it. Right. Okay. And they'll do your business account discount. Well, Samsung will give it to you at 50% off. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a way different thing because the Apple is a hardware software company where Samsung is playing the game to get more users. Right. So it's just, you have to understand where your value at, what game are you playing? And, and then that way that drives your business model. Right. So the online side, you have to really decide like, are you playing the data game? Cause if you're going to play the data game, you're going to need a boatload. You're going to play, you have to play the volume game. And then, but if you're going to play, Hey, that's not my game right now. I want to just produce the best product because I'm a great specialist. And then you got to play, you got to be a premium product, right? And not be afraid. And there's that weird psychological mindset of like, the more you charge, it must be good. Yeah, absolutely. When you, when you're talking about premium uh, product, Spencer, I know you've, you've really pushed the, the limits there and kind of tried stuff. I'm sure you tried stuff that didn't work and stuff that did. What are a couple of things that are surprising to you that, or, or maybe they did surprise you and they're not surprising anymore, but that clients perceive to be very high value that are not that difficult to deliver, right? Sometimes we have this idea like the high value stuff is really hard or expensive. We need to build it up. And rather you're mm. like, you know, so for example, in a, I have a friend, he's a chiropractor in Palm Springs and, um, you have friends. <laughs> I'd have a business acquaintance in Palm Springs. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, but he came up with an interesting membership. It's like 129 bucks a month. And all it gets you is the ability to schedule what he calls premium hours, which are before 9 a.m. and from mm -hmm. 12 to, to 2 every day. And you yep. get his personal cell phone number, which he said people don't abuse it. But when they call, it's really important to them. But for... $1,200, almost $1,300 a year, like he's giving mm. them, you know, and when you come in for the, the visits during those premium hours, the charge is the same. It's just, you don't have the access to those hours if you don't pay the membership. And I was like, that's yep. a very interesting thing. And it's super easy to deliver, right? You just give people your phone number and and open up the schedule a little bit for them. You know, what's interesting about that. You talk about that premium model. It's interesting lower volume, lower price clients are more high maintenance most of the time than premium clients, right? 
it's, 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 it's interesting, even though like, let's say you're charging this $30 an app and you know, they're into the premium app. That's, you know, $1,500 a month, right. Premium service, $1,500 a month. Right. They understand the business. They understand business. They understand time that they're more, they're more uh, in tune with what's going on where a lot of people like, Oh, I'm paying 30 bucks. They should, they should be doing all this because they're, they're looking for a deal. They're searching for the lowest deal that, that may, you may be for everyone, but not everybody may be for you. And that, that's a key thing. And when you're looking yeah. at, you know, like you're saying on the premium side, we talk about, we call it RSVP. So RSVP, when we look at business, so we got to look at, okay, do we have a repeatable process? Right. Because yeah. if not, you're just a practitioner, you have a job, you don't really have a business. Do you have a scalable process now? How many people can do what you do without you being there? Right. Can, can you scale it? Right. Can you do it with one coach? Can you do two coaches? Can you do it with hundred coaches? Can you do it with 50 coaches? Do you have to have the onboarding process? That's like scalability, right? Is everything consistent? Like Chipotle, think about Chipotle, that's scalable. Um, the third thing is, do you bring value? Again, can you continue to bring value? Are you a one trick pony? Right. Like I'm going to sell you this coffee mug and that's, that's all it is. Like think about TRX, TRX, was a failing product until they built their education model. And the last thing is, is do you have a predictable business model, right? So if you're a cash-only business where you're charging per session per rate, when you get to an evaluation, then they're going to ask, okay, what, what's your contract value? And if you don't have that, then your valuation is going to be a lot lower than you think. So having that repeatable, repeatable and then also from an accounting business standpoint, it's super, it's a lot easier. So I think that's the thing said, like, as you're looking at this, like, is it repeatable? Is it scalable? Do you have that? Can you continue to bring value? And then do you have a predictable business model? And then what's your client life cycle? And that's another big one there. And that, that goes into, you know, your service model. Mm, I love it. Yeah, this is great. Like you were, we were, before we started, you were mentioning your wife's in real estate. And if we think about real estate, because sometimes thinking about our own business is, is uh, difficult. If a real estate agent mm-hmm. makes 3% off the deal, um, they make 3% if it's at $100,000 or a million dollars, right? But if you think yep. about a home that's in the million dollar range versus one that's mm-hmm. in the $100,000 range, number one, you can no longer find a home in the $100,000 range. But you know it, that real estate agent's probably going to struggle. It's going to be like, hey, the, the lawn needs to be mowed. We probably need to repaint. We need to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I need your financials in order. And they're, we're doing a lot of work to sell that million, that $100,000 home. Whereas you go to the million or $10 million home, you know it's been repainted in the last thing. You know the maintenance has been kept up. It's easier to deal with those people because their finances are, are well-contained and easily mailable. And so the work may actually be less to get mm-hmm. 10 times or 100 times more money. And yet... And yep. when we're talking one-on-one with clients, like in, tra- in training or in chiropractic, sometimes we lose sight of that, of that be even being a possibility because we have, mm-hmm. you know, done this like time for, time for um, money kind of set up throughout, you know, that's ingrained in our processes. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And that, that's like the biggest thing is shifting that mindset and then thinking about what you're trying to achieve too. Right. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing because, Eventually, like if you're doing time for money exchange, you're eventually going to run out of time, right? right. You're going to run out of what we call energy capital, right? You only have so much energy to give a day. Like a good yeah. trainer, they're really coaching their, their, their tails off, really four to five sessions and straight, you're smoke show, right? If you're coaching, you know, people, if you're actually coaching, you're not just in there shooting crap. So, yeah. you know, so that's you a full day. Okay, so if I, yeah. yeah, that's a full day because then you also had a program design, you got to, 
you know, follow up, blah, blah, blah. So the other three hours a day, you have other stuff you have to do. Um, forget about taking care of yourself. That's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> um, that's but still, that, that's just like being out of a Tupperware on your five, five minutes between sessions, right? Like, yeah, this is, this is, are you just downing a, a muscle milk that you bought at the gas yeah. station uh, on your way in? <laughs> um, so, you know, just think about like, okay, like what are you trying to build? What are you trying to accomplish? What is this going to do for you? Yeah. And then, you know, you have to really put, put the model, you got to put the pen to paper, you know, and yeah. um, really map that out. All right. As we, I want to be respectful of your time, Spencer. I know you have probably some, you know, top 10 ranked athlete in the world coming in in another five minutes here. So I don't want to take too much time, but if, if people are looking to go into online uh, training, any books or resources or courses you recommend to kind of that help shape your view and would help point them in the right direction? Um, so I would read John Doerr's book, Measure What Matters. That's a great book. Okay. Okay. Um, second thing is The Experience Economy. Oh, that's um, a great book. I love that one. Yeah. And uh, the next one I would look at is uh, Contagious. Um, I don't, I've never heard of that one. Talk about, that's a great one. It talks about, um, hold on. It is, I got it on my uh, Amazon uh, audiobook. Um, it's a really good book. It talks about what makes things contagious, what makes things pop, what makes things, what things are successful or not. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, have to look it up. I don't remember who that's by, but he's written a couple different books, but he's, he's, he's really good. Um, that, that's been super impressed with, with his work. Um, so those are like three, three big ones. And then, you know, I would also look at looking anything to do with human factors, right? Human factors of design. That's, Mm -hmm. that's another key thing because human factors design talks about user experience, user interaction, which is, which is crucial on the online side, decision-making, um, you know, all those things that the intangibles that make the tangible experience come to life. Like that's, uh, yeah. That's a big, 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 big part that a lot of people don't think about is, is, is that whole thing. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, Spencer, this has been so much insight. I mean, I feel like you could talk about the subject for, for days. Um, but I want to, again, be respectful of your time. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, ask a question or they might be in the, the, might have a client that heading down to Scottsdale or something needs a good trainer. Uh, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can uh, email me at Spencer, S-P-N-C-E-R, at THP.fit, or go to our website, THP.fit, or Instagram, at THP.fit, um, or you can go to my Instagram at WinTheDay10. All right, fantastic. Well, Spencer, as always, you continue to deliver value, and I really appreciate that. On behalf of Spencer, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license, and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot, Spencer. You're welcome. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. Got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients.